Hi, I'm Pete Seligman. Welcome to the Next Step Podcast. In this season, we're going to be focusing on search, search funds, entrepreneurship through acquisition, and all things related to that community and that ecosystem, particularly focusing on how can we build the marketplace in Australia and start to encourage more searchers to come to market and get to the point where they can own, operate their own business. In this episode, we speak to Enrico Camoro. Um, he's a partner at DLA Piper in Madrid in Spain. And I met Enrique on a panel discussion for NCAD uh, when they were doing an entrepreneurship through acquisition course led by Jake Nicholson, who I've also interviewed on this podcast. And Enrico just stood out as one of those people that's really passionate about search um, and is very, very experienced in the Spanish market. And the Spanish market is one which stands out globally as being almost a hotbed of search. And I'm really intrigued as to why that is, um, in particular as to, you know, what can we do in the Australian market to somehow emulate the growth that they've seen in Spain? The other thing that I really enjoyed during this conversation was how Enrique talks about um, the things that a searcher should think about when effectively recruiting their advisor team. The group of advisors they get around them, lawyers, accountants, bankers, um, debt advisors, all those people, what are the things you should look out for and how do you pick the best advisors? And it might not be what you think. Um, It's not just all about capability and price. There are some other things you should consider. So I hope you enjoy the conversation with Enrique. I certainly did. And there's a lot of really interesting insights that he brings to the table. Good morning, Enrique. Thank you very much for joining the episode. And thanks for having a chat about search funds today. Good morning, Pete. Thank you very much for the invitation. Not a problem, not a problem. Now, it's it's morning for you and afternoon for us, so your day is starting, our day is ending, but I'm really grateful for your time. And there's a few things that I'd like to cover off in this conversation, including both kind of your perspective on the Spanish market for search and also your view on the various players that are involved from a searcher's perspective, including the supporting advisors around kind of lawyers, accountants, and other people that help along the way. But before we get into that detail, it'd be great to hear a bit about how you got into search in the first place. You know, how did you find out about the model and how did you then end up building a a practice effectively around the search fund ecosystem? Well, actually, I'm more a private equity lawyer. So it was just a casual thing, as I think it happens to many of us. I was having lunch with a client of a private equity environment, was also a friend. And at some point he told me, I'm going to set up a search fund. So my question was, a search what? Uh, so he explained it to me. He was like the third searcher in, in Spain. He explained it to me, and I just got in love with it. I thought it was it was amazing. It was the best example of the win-win partnership between investors and, and searcher and the whole environment. So I became an investor right away. I said, I want to I want to be part of it. Sounds great. I didn't even think about being a lawyer because it sounded at that time to me was like more kind of startup or something more entrepreneur. At some point, a few months after, I asked him, uh, so how's it going with the search fund? He said, well, you know, I'm quite alone. I need help. At that time, nobody knows about it in Spain. Nobody knew about it in Spain. I don't know what to do, how to move forward. So, okay, I can help you because it's quite similar. I started it. It's quite similar to the private equity. So I can help you. And I actually did. So I, I became the lawyer of the project and we closed a couple of years after. And literally after the day we closed, they called me from Stanford and they said to me, hey, we didn't know there was a lawyer doing search fund in Europe. Mm-hmm. As far as we know, you're the only one. And so I pick up the phone from the from the ground, say, well, what do you mean with the only one? 
So he said to me, yeah, well, actually, this is quite old in the U.S., but it's quite new in Europe. It was like 2015. And we don't really know lawyers that actually are focused on search funds. So I went to the conference in Barcelona and then Stanford, and then actually we became Billy Piper, sponsor of the conference in 2018. And we keep going with, with the essay, sorry, with Stanford, I said with the essay in Barcelona, they became sponsors, keep going with them. I started working with search funds. I stopped investing, of course, because I became a lawyer. And now it became like growing and growing in Europe and in Latin America as well. So, and now we have, yeah, we have the second country in the world after the U.S., along with maybe Mexico and Brazil, but it's really, really moving forward and growing in Spain. And so I switched. Now I work half off part private equity and part search funds because search funds, they, they demand a lot of work from a lawyer and it's, it's quite fun to partner with that. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So, so you were actually a search investor before you were involved in doing the legals for the search funds. So it's a, it's a great way to start, right? It shows that you're really you're really passionate about the model itself. Absolutely, and actually, I think that people that get involved in this environment, even even advisors, uh, when they really like it, when you love it, then it really are able to contribute more because it's something really really cool, and it demands a lot of effort and a lot of passion. So I think it's part of it. Yeah. Do you think that there's something about that where, you know, I think that the reason why people get so excited about startups and venture capital is because there's such a personal story behind the founder of a startup. Do you think that potentially a search fund model brings that same passion and that same storyline because it's all around the operator? The searcher themselves brings a certain character and whether it's the investors or the advisors, they can actually then get in behind that character and that creates some of that excitement that you're talking about rather than it just being a business deal it's actually very personal absolutely right it is not only in relation to the seller which is very personal because of the attachment to the company absolutely right actually my passion for the model was also because of the character of the searchers what i found in the guys that are searching is that a lot of passion a lot of very intelligent people very flexible open-minded i get really good along with them and actually when you meet the investors they actually share the same approach. When you go with them and actually as a lawyer, being with them and, and you, you share experiences and transactions and, and the passion, and you see that many investors were searchers themselves before or they really live the passion of, of that spirit. Actually, when they when they ask me, the searchers, what do they have to say in the PPM? Or how do you present? And I always, I always answer, you know what? They invest in you. It's not actually what you say on a PPM. They invest in you. This character and this boldness and, and determination that actually I think gets the investors involved and also advisors. Yeah. We'll get to the Spanish market in a second. But one thing you just mentioned then around the investors were usually searchers themselves. It's something that I've noticed as well. I mean, even, even in my own personal experience, having done a few searches personally, and now I've kind of become a search investor. Are you finding that in the Spanish market as well, that now you're actually having almost this generational shift where there have been some successful searches have exited and now they're staying in the market and supporting the next generation of searches coming through? Absolutely. Although very, very young. Yeah. <laughs> because we just had one is coming the second exit. But yeah, the first one is now an investor and with another investor in an investment company and uh, supporting and being on the board. And of course, sharing that experience of the whole process of searching, acquiring, managing, and selling. Yeah. So absolutely, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, wow. It's part of and so you've obviously been interacting with a whole bunch of people in the search network globally and if you've been to the US and you've seen that marketplace, you've obviously seen a, a whole bunch of the marketplace in, in Europe uh, and particularly in Spain. What have you noticed about the differences in those markets and those regions and how those differences have an impact on not only just the success of search, the nature of search in different markets, you know, why is it successful in the US? Why has it been successful in Spain? Have you noticed any regions where it hasn't been as successful? What I'm trying to get down to is, is there anything about kind of a region or a country or a culture that has good characteristics for the search model? Yeah, I would say that uh, the US is clearly a good environment. Any Anglo-Saxon country, I would say, Probably uh, the surprise is Europe. I mean, any entrepreneurship uh, mindset, open investment and not very strict or conservative is always a good market. Not very regulated because the more regulated the country is, even more complicated. Where now we're helping Russian or Indian or in Asia or in Africa. Trying to set up the structure is very complicated because it's over-regulated. You need to to place the investment vehicle abroad, and then the financing always comes from abroad. But I would say open mindset, anything that is entrepreneur mindset, like the US or UK, probably Australia as well, and uh, South Africa, definitely Americas, Latin America as well. In Europe, we are more conservative. It's taking risks for us is a bit more complicated. That's why maybe Spain is such a weird example. We are not supposed to be that bold or that <laughs> crazy, at least not in that front. Do you <laughs> but think, yeah, yeah. What do you think it is about Spain that has made it a market where search has seemed to be relatively successful? Uh, well, probably a combination of factors. I can see it now with the COVID. Search run environment is reacting very, very powerful in, in the COVID times. I think it happened the same with the financial crisis. It's actually when it exploded um, outside the U.S. and in, in Europe and particularly in Spain. So it was like a new way to start doing things or everything. There was no Spain had got a really tough hit on the financial crisis. So probably people needed to find a different way. And the bold people did it. Then business school was was there and partnered, partnering with Stanford in the conference so there were a lot of investors or a few investors supporting the environment, which actually, of course, helped to develop that. And then probably Spain has a very specific environment. We have many, many small and medium companies, not a very developed financial and M&A environment. And we have old people. We are the second country in the world after Japan in life expectation. So we have the baby boomers of the 70s and the 80s are now at the verge of retirement. And because of a change in the culture and in the society, probably the sons and daughters do not want to continue the business. So there are many, many owners with no one to actually give the company or continue the business because they have no sons and daughters to do it. And they don't want to sell it to private equity. They don't trust. It's not as it's a different market here. It's not like that mix. So and so the search fund is like the perfect answer yeah. to that problem. And are you finding that most of the searches over there are originally from Spain or are searches coming in from other countries to then start a search in Spain? Or is it usually people that have grown up there and they might have gone abroad and they come back home? Or how does, how does that work? Well, one of the beauties of the search fund environment is the international approach. I think I'm working for Portuguese, for English, for French, for Italian in Spain, Venezuelan, Colombian, 
So wow. uh, Ecuador as well. So you don't know. It's a good market, Spain. And so people from everywhere is coming, maybe because they already worked here or because they have a personal link. But uh, no, no. I mean, investors are placed all over the world, searches as well. And yeah, we have many different searches from everywhere. Yeah, wow. So one of the things that I liked about your story was how you said not only the fact that you kind of followed your interest into the search model and kind of got involved with your friend in the first place as an investor and then were keen to kind of start thinking about how you can provide legal support to other people trying the same thing. What have you noticed about the support network or the advisor groups that sit around searches in the Spanish market? Like how long has it taken for the not only the capability but the appetite for those advisors to get involved with search has that grown at the same rate as the searches and vendors and transactions in the market are, are there enough lawyers enough accountants enough bankers to support all the energy of of searches in in the spanish market i would say right now they are the beginnings is always are always complicated at some point some people with passion or the, the will to to support peer i would say lawyers there are some of us have a lot of passion the banking it's quite supporting in spain i don't know if because they have passion or because they like it but i think because of casual the type of bank financing we find in spain because of the size of the companies are sometimes local not LBO, central banks in Madrid, but locally. So they're happy to finance small business. Usually there's a link between the bank financing the transaction and the company because they already know it. They're beautiful companies performing really well. And that link, they are happy to support because of a type. The amount is usually low. As long as they is below the financing part below or in the range of 5 million, it's fine. If when it gets over it, then you go to more central departments in Madrid, and then it gets a bit more complicated and more strict in terms of covenants and everything. I think we have support, yeah, all over, but we are already uh, six, seven years old or even more because the first one was in 2011. So it's a 10 years old. Yeah. Because one of the things that I'm noticing in, it, one of the things that I'm keen on for the Australian market is to do what we can here to effectively remove the friction from the market, if you could call it friction. That comes in many forms, but even as simple as, you know, if, if I'm a searcher and I've been through a search or I'm going through a search and I've got some due diligence to do or I need some legal support or I need some accounting due diligence done and I need to go and find advisors to help me through with that, even just the simple process of having to explain to them what a search is, what a search fund is, what I am, who my backers are, and every new person that you speak to, whether it's the next accountant or the next lawyer or the next bank, you're going through that mm. whole process again. You know, I think the more that we can get a network of all of those advisor groups around, the less friction there'll be for searchers coming into the marketplace because they'll know there's groups out there that understand exactly what they're doing and understand the kind of support that they need, which is effectively kind of small business support with probably an extra layer of capability that searchers typically bring from either executive school or from kind of large corporate backgrounds. If you cast your mind back kind of five, six, seven years, and there were probably less advisors in the marketplace who knew about search, how did those advisor groups come to invest their time in developing a capability for search? 
was it similar to you? Was it more by kind of introduction and association and then try one deal and try the next deal? Or was there any kind of concerted effort to try and build that marketplace? No, I think it was more casual. Probably the best support is a group of investors. If there is a group of investors in the local country that push for that, because they already have lawyers, they know people. And when you see, because when I didn't think about advising is because I thought it was not worth it or there was not enough money. Yeah. So as soon as you get in and you see that, hey, there are sophisticated investors, sophisticated searches, everything is sophisticated actually mm. as a private equity and there are enough funds. A good advisor is key for success. So get in. Yeah. So probably it's a question of information, transparency. And I think the best way to start it is through the, a good investor space because when you see those investors behind, they actually pay for it. Yeah. In some ways. So then probably all the advisors will will play along. But I think it's quite casual. And I think it's important that there is a bit of passion because it's complicated to explain the search for model or, or have an advisor that actually understands or takes the path because it's it's hard. They need a lot of help. If there's not a bit of passion, if you don't see the blink in the eye, like, hey, that's interesting. Hey, how do you do that? How can I help? If this kind of interaction, then you feel like this is your advice. Yes. They all, they all sometimes tell to me when, when we are having the first meeting is like, what I like from you is that you really like it. I can feel it. You want to support. You, you love it. And you and that's what, because the best way to do things right is because you like them. So a bit of that is important and probably I would say support from investors locally. That's the best way to, to actually... That's fantastic um, insight. I mean, definitely, I, I hadn't really thought about it from that perspective, but you're right. If you're sitting in the seat of an advisor and you're trying to build your own business, so you're trying to think about what billings can I make, what projects am I going to take on, what kind of fees can I get, which is all about building your own business. Um, when a search fund deal comes through the door, the first lens you apply is show me the size of the deal and show me the size of the business. And when you look at those metrics, it looks small and, and potentially uninteresting. And potentially, it also looks like it might not have the capability to pay. But if you look beyond that to the searcher sitting behind it, and then as you say, the investors sitting behind that searcher, it actually can start to create some justification about the time and energy you're going to put in. But the other thing that I really liked about what you said after that, a lot of people that I'm hoping will take advantage of these conversations are searches either already underway or searches that are aspirational that are thinking about undertaking a search. And the idea that the group of advisors you get around you is so critical to your success, having a good way of selecting that advisor group is really important. And that point you make there around seeing the twinkle in their eye, I think is really good. You know, you, you don't want an advisor who's just there to go through the motions, tick the boxes, prepare the documents and do what needs to be done. You want the advisor that's actually really, really passionate about your success because not only does that mean they'll go the extra mile, but they'll really look for how they can provide their advice in a way that's most helpful for you rather than just advice that's going to make sure that you get across the line. So I think that's that's really good advice and it's, it's actionable stuff that people can take away and they can say, yeah, when I'm picking my advisor, I don't just want to pick them for their experience and how much they might cost, but I want to pick them for what kind of passion they'll bring to the to the table. Yeah, that is true. Because usually lawyers, for example, what I can explain better, we are used to clients that know what they're doing. Mm. So we, um, we don't need to be proactive. I'm because that's my way of uh, doing things. But usually we don't need it because they already know the steps, the next steps, what is crucial now, the timing and everything. 
But with the searches, it's different. So if you have a, a lawyer, for example, that is waiting for, for the searcher to tell them what to do, mm. it's not going to work mm. because the searcher never did it before, maybe, and they don't know what is the next step. Our proactive all the time is like, let's, let's meet before the meeting for tomorrow. Let's discuss. What do you have on your mind? How do you see it? I will explain to you what's going to happen. And maybe we can even stage how we react to if happens A or B or C. You need to tell them many times what's what's the next step, what's how we move forward, what is crucial. Maybe something happens, it's everything. Do we have a problem? Say, no, no, no problem. So I, I tell you, it's normal. So if you prepare them for that, if you tell them afterwards, if you go along on the path with them, it's it's great, it's it's better, and it's actually fun for you. I feel more important in this world because they need more help. So I feel like supportive and I said like I can contribute more. And that's great. And that's a partnership that works really, really well. Absolutely. So effectively, you're not recruiting or appointing a group of advisors only. You're actually recruiting a group of coaches. Effectively, that's, you know, you're getting people on board that can help to coach you through that process, not just provide the technical advice that you might need at any point in time. So those relationships are really critical. Which is probably where any advisor should end in the upcoming years because proper, cold, informative advice uh, will be maybe easy, will be in Google. Mm. So at the end of the day, if you don't put the personal touch, if you don't put your experience in practical terms, what is an advisor then? Yeah. Google it. Yeah. And you will have probably better platforms, more specific platforms to get all that information. If you want to know what a search run is, you just look for the information and you find it. Yeah. But if you want to experience what it is negotiating with a complicated seller, you need that the nuances you need from someone with the with the emotional touch and with the personal experience. And that's what I think we can provide. Oh, fantastic. One last question before we wrap up that I'm interested to get your view on because I've been trying to kind of get this perspective from a range of different avenues. What is it that you think makes a a good searcher? What is the experience that they need to bring or the capability they need to have or the approach or the style or the character? You know, what are the things that having seen all the searches that you've seen over the last few years, what makes a good searcher? A good searcher, first of all, is uh, determined and humble because there are many, many, most of them are very clever. They are very capable, intelligent, but doing all that is is really complicated. You need to understand no matter how clever you are, there are many, many parts of it that you don't know. And it's normal and is the way it is. If you are humble and determined to to proceed with the, with the process, you will find those advisors and trust them, not micromanagement, micromanage them, but uh, really trust them. And they are usually multitask, not necessarily a superstar in financing or a superstar in whatever, in managing. Usually they have a bit of everything, mm. I would say. Yeah. Strong mentality. I like the way, I mean, it's it's a very, sometimes they ask, why do you, don't you set up a search fund? They ask me and I say, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I prefer to keep as a lawyer. <laughs> I mean, that's, it's really, really tough. I mean, I, I really like their mentality, how they, there's a lot of pressure. I like those searches that, because there is a lot of information in the search fund environment. And one of the things that I liked a lot is that everyone is helping everyone. So when you start a search run, you start to, start to speak with searchers and they give you like everything. The way I did it, I give the contract of investors. Um, this is the database you need to check. This is the advisor. So there's a lot of information and that's fine because I, the curve of, uh, 
of starting is, is much more faster. But I always tell them, or I like the searches that have their own style. Of course, only genius invent and the rest of humans we just copy. And copying is fine. But sometimes I tell them, don't forget why you're here. Your personal touch. Because everyone is unique in something. And searches are unique in many things. So don't forget about it. No matter what the world says about, this is the right way to do it. But we always do it like this. I like the search and say, you know what? I have my own way. Not in everything, because then you are just fighting in the jungle all the time. But if you find that this is me, this is why I started. This is helping me. This is not how I like it. I want to do it my way. Because if you copy everything, then you're just replicating and you will end up with the same companies and doing the same mistakes. So I would say I like the searches that understand what is the help of following the path that already others did, but without forgetting who they are and how they like to do things and what they are special on. That's fantastic. Yeah. So understanding why you're here and then making sure that you magnify that. The thing that I also really like about the search fund community is that abundance mentality. You know, no one's trying to kind of keep everything for themselves. There's always this mentality that there's enough for everyone. And I think that's just a fundamental fact around the kind of marketplaces that we're searching for deals in. There's there's tens of thousands of businesses that, that are potentially in that addressable market. But I think it also goes to just the character of and, and the culture of the community that has been built around search. Um, so I hope that as search grows in, in any region and also globally, that we can kind of maintain that culture and that character because it definitely is something that's a, a really nice place to be working in. So, no, it's good. Well, thank you very much for your time, Enrique. We've come to the end of our time on, on this particular call, but I've really appreciated your insights and it's fantastic to be able to connect with you in Spain and hear a bit about the experience you've had in that market because you guys are a few years ahead of us here in Australia and I'm hoping that we can continue to build a marketplace here that's as vibrant as what you've got over there. Yeah, thank you very much for this opportunity and happy to help or to keep in touch and collaborate. Absolutely. Thanks, Enrique. Cheers. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to learn more, please jump onto LinkedIn and find the group Search and ETA Australasia. You can also send me a direct message and I'd be keen to connect. 